1: Because the sooner you can cut it off, the better. Because you don't want to end up in a marriage with a manipulator or a narcissist. Like it's going to break you down. You're going to have to rebuild yourself longer than you would in a normal relationship. Yo, party people, it's Ashley of SingleWomanChronicles.com, where well, I encourage single women to be the best version of themselves through healing and avoiding certain pitfalls in love, dating, and relationships. And today's episode is brought to you by my book, How To Extra Your Ex, a guide to getting past unhealthy relationships. It's time to end the agonizing cycle of unhealthy relationships. Most people struggle with breakups because they just don't know how to start the healing process. How To X Your Ex is a step-by-step guide on moving past unhealthy relationships. Renew your strength and find happiness again by walking away from relationships that no longer serve you. Start fresh by by exing your ex. Learn how to stop the overwhelming thoughts of your ex. Get rid of the feelings of regret and shame. Eliminate the crushing feelings of rejection. Be at peace with your decision to leave. Be hopeful that there is better out there for you. Get the book today on Amazon, books on Google Play, Apple Books, Barnes & Noble website, and audibles it is so hard as a black person not to put the s at the end of certain things that don't belong like barnes and noble like i want to say barnes and nobles but (laughs) i'm pretty sure it's just barnes and noble or like kroger like you just put that kroger's in there like dude it don't go there but whatever it's just a part of being black in america all right so today we are going to talk about The Denea Jackson interview. So because I listened almost a week ago, I had to write notes about it. But initially, so part one, my first like reaction was like, you know, I felt sorry for her with so many people apologizing to her. I don't recall myself saying anything crazy about her, thinking anything crazy about her. I felt like she was wrongly in the line of fire. Like she was the victim, but people were going in on her instead of going in on Derek. Now I will say after I finished both interviews that I already didn't like Derek Jackson. Like after I found out that he was basically he just what I don't I don't think it's good character to build a platform on the opposite of who you are. Like, for example, <laughs> future is future. Okay? Say what you want, but he not out here lying about his character. He is a trash dude and he's okay and proud of being a trash dude. I can't even be mad at him for being trash and letting you know he trash. But I don't like when people who act like future be out here saying, oh, love yourself. Oh, do X, Y, and Z. Don't cheat on that woman. You got a book called A Cheating Man's Heart. We didn't even know you were married for this long amount of time. Like, you're basically not only lying to your wife but you're lying to your audience and that's not fair like you're building a whole freaking platform about women to women <laughs> and you're dogging your wife out like next level dogging your wife out like he took it to the narcissist hall of fame on the way he was dogging his wife out like wild just incredibly wild how he was dogging this lady out so i already didn't like him but like i just have a complete disdain for him after listening to both interviews because i'm like this man is a little bit crazy i don't even know we're talking about she crazy he the crazy one because you gotta be a sociopath like you're narcissistic for sure but borderline sociopathic to like do the things that you're doing to this poor lady Knowing that she's fragile as she is. So it's just, good Lord. <laughs> if you haven't watched the interview, I would say go and watch the fullness of it. It is long. It's three hours, but it's not boring. So, <laughs> you know, the three hours will go by pretty fast because it's a part one and a part two. And the part one um goes into just her childhood and how she met him when she was 19, which is really, really young. And just the stuff she went through prior to him. And then two was basically when we got to see her and meet her for the first time in the infamous Bunnett video. And just where they are now. So I'm warning you because I'm about to spoil everything. So if you have not watched it, go watch it now. And then come back. But I'm about to get into it. So, oh Lord, Lord, Lord. Let me take my notes out, y'all. Because I had to write this down. So, the first thing that popped out, which I say this all the time, but this is why it is important to, one, not date when you are healing or unhealed, to not date when you just coming out of something very traumatic, because you're not going to make the right decision because you're picking from a place where like one, you're not fully yourself. Like you just went through a crazy trauma. So you are not even balanced enough to know who you are. So of course you can't pick the right person for who you actually are because you're going through something traumatic. Also, when you're picking from a traumatic place, you're going to cling really hard to something because that something is going to be looked at kind of like your your ground zero, like your safety net. Like you're going to grab hold of it so tight because letting it go is going to make you feel like, it's going to make you think about the thing you're trying to avoid. It's It's a void filler. Like, when you're out here dating, when you just went through something really traumatic, usually that person that you just decided to date right after that thing happened is a void filler. You're avoiding facing that trauma and you're heading into, okay, I'm going to ignore that. I'm going to just use this as my temporary satisfaction because I don't want to think about that thing. So, what I'm talking about is the referring of her um, being um, sexually assaulted. So, she was sexually assaulted at 19 And she didn't tell anybody. And this happened, like she said, she didn't talk about it until five years after it happened. And she met Derek Jackson two weeks after her, like two or three weeks after her sexual assault. So, and then she was only 19. So I think one, we have to take into account her age. She was very young. At 19, you don't, you not wise about nothing, for real. Because most of us don't have those conversations. Like our parents aren't real with us about dating. They aren't real with us about how to approach the process, how to do it. I wish they would be more real with us besides don't have sex, don't have babies, don't do X, Y, and Z. Like, no, sit sit and talk to your kids about the process of love, the process of, you know, not picking when you're hurting, the process of, you know, how to identify the right person, what to look for, how to, you know. And so... She picked him right after, well, he kind of picked her because she picked him like right after this traumatic event, she decides to date this man. So of course, it's like a trauma bonding, quote unquote. Um, So because she was bonding with him due to her trauma. So she was just very, and then when you're dating after trauma, because that wound is so fresh, you're going to be very vulnerable already. You're already open you're already not leading with the caution that you normally would lead with because you're open, because your your wound is open. Like, you're you're bleeding. You know what I mean? So, that's already bad. Then, too, this is why I say you need to date with a high level of self-worth. If Denial Jackson's interview didn't show you nothing else, it shows you the importance of self-worth in a nutshell. So, you can tell by how she talked about Him choosing her and how she felt so lucky that this guy chose her because of how she viewed herself. She didn't view herself as the pick of the litter. She did not view herself as someone who was desirable. She viewed herself as like frumpy. She was talking about her pimples. She was saying like, she really wasn't, she was overweight and you know, she was just so enamored by this guy because he was the star athlete and just like him choosing her allow her to flex on other people so that language in itself tells me that you don't see your worth by yourself you only see your worth attached to this man and that's a bad sign like that is that's just not good going into something when you feel like you're not the prize but he is and he chose you and now that You are with him. You have to fight to keep this prize, right? Like my precious, you know what I mean? So when you are dating with that level of low self-worth, you are going to accept anything because you feel like that man is better than you. She said in so many words that he basically like picked her, but she really wasn't like, good enough for him quote unquote like to the normal eye on the outside looking in people wouldn't look at her like why people would question like why they together you know that kind of thing so when you view your situation like that you already at a loss like you already got the short end of the stick trust me I know Cause there have been several guys that I've dated and I felt, you know, when I was on my low self-worth journey, you know, early twenties in high school and stuff like that, like I had low self-worth. So like certain men, I would literally only date them because of status. I would only date them because I felt like, oh, he's so fine. If I'm attached to him, if I'm dating him, then that makes me even better. People going to look at me like, look, she got the guy, such and such and such. And that was because my self-esteem wasn't high enough to feel like my worth was good on its own. So you're going to, again, accept anything and do anything just to maintain this relationship. As we saw that she did. We saw this woman get cheated on from the time they met at 19 to the time where he asked for a divorce in 2023. That is wild. Like over a decade she had to deal with this nonsense (laughs) like that is crazy and it's because she has such low self-worth on top of the trauma right so i can't blame her because you're 19 you have a low self image of yourself like low view of yourself and then you went through this traumatic event so it's just a lot going against her right So the next thing I wanted, um, to touch on is how she kept defining, defining things. Um, because Luteris was asking her questions like, so were y'all together? Were y'all exclusive? Um, was he faithful? Was there a commitment? And she was like, well, we got to define that. So we got to define faithful. Um, we got to define monogamous. Um, we got to define this, that, and the other. And I'm just like, I thought about something. I was like... Love is hard, but it shouldn't be that complicated. Like, yes, you're going to have to fight in love because I think what makes love hard is the sacrifice. Because you have to, in a sense, die to yourself, die to your wants a lot of the times in order to fulfill that person's needs. Right. It becomes a selfless act. Because you're like, okay, I want, I love this person, so I want them to be happy. So I have to sacrifice my wants sometimes in order for their needs to be met, right? And I think that's what makes love hard in the sense of it. And, you know, just like be life in as well. But I feel like although love is hard, it shouldn't be that complicated, meaning y'all need to have a common goal in this thing. Y'all need to have the same mindset. Y'all need to be, that's what they talk about equally yoked. Like, y'all need to know what y'all are doing. Y'all need to know, okay, what's our goal here? How are we getting to this goal? What's the strategy? Like, wh- what are we doing? So, to hear her constantly say, well, you got to define this, you got to define that, they were not on the same page, child. They were not in the, even in the same book. Okay. All right now, they weren't even in the same library. His library was over in Houston. Her library was in Washington, D.C. Okay? They did not have the same <laughs> mindset. You know, they say when you get married, two become one. Listen, two didn't become one when they got married. Two became 16 because he had about 16 women on the side at the condo, honey. It was a lot going on. So, what I my takeaway on that is... When you are dating someone, especially when you're dating for marriage. And this is me. Y'all, I'm a singles expert. I ain't never been married. But what I do is I study a lot of people's marriages that are around me. As well as like listening to positive podcasts about marriage and love and things of that nature. And so this is just what I've gained from listening to these people, right? When you're dating somebody for marriage you should pay attention to how hard they make the process. Meaning, like, are y'all on the same page? Is it like pulling teeth trying to figure out what the direction is in the relationship? Like, (laughs) it shouldn't be that complicated. It shouldn't be that complex. Like, come on, people. So... I, I say, try your best to date someone who has a common goal as you, you're equally yoked with, and I'm not just talking about the same Christianity or the same, like, spiritual walk. I'm talking about someone who you guys have the same, like, similar values for the most part. Y'all going in the same directions. Y'all y'all got the same goals as far as family. Y'all got the similar goals as far as, like, how you want the household to be run, what the the roles are, like what love looks like to you, what vulnerability look like. It shouldn't be that complicated. What does monogamy look like? You definitely got to ask that nowadays with polygamy, you know, out here running rapid. Like it shouldn't be that complicated. You know, it should be hard because, you know, sacrifice is hard, but it shouldn't be complicated. Okay, y'all. I want to talk about Also, the levels of manipulation. Okay, listen. (laughs) I've dated a narcissist before, right? But I feel like I was able to snap back pretty quickly because I only dated him for a year. I didn't... Although I did lose myself for about 10 months of that year, I knew I was lost. Like, (laughs) I knew that I wasn't myself. So I was taking my time to get back to myself in order to exit the relationship, right? So I will say that when you are in a relationship that's that manipulative, it is really hard to navigate and it's levels to manipulation. So it's women like Denea, she was in a relationship with a narcissist from the age of of 19 to now she's 33, That's a long time to be in a relationship with someone who's manipulating you at the level that Derek was manipulating her. Like legit, this man had a whole house with his wife and kids that he didn't even stay at full time. He had a condo that he would stay at full time and was lying to his wife, telling his wife, oh, I'm here for work. I got to record the videos because of the aesthetics. Then... You got this man over here. She's telling him, okay, I know you done cheated on me all these times, but now I want a fresh start. I want us to start over. But in order for us to start over, I need you to cut these women off. This man looking at this woman saying, oh, I can't cut these these side pieces off because you're going to make the block hot. What? What? This man who... Instead of protecting his wife was so selfish that instead of protecting her and keeping her out of the spotlight and taking 110% accountability on his own for cheating on his wife, he takes her on camera unprepared in a freaking bonnet, and didn't even care enough to let her know, like, jazz yourself up, get cute, let me bring the makeup artist in, let me bring the hairstylist in put you on this camera because he knew what he was doing he knew that when they saw her that they was going to attack her and the tension was going to be off him i believe he knew exactly what he was doing so this woman has been manipulated holding on to this relationship and she ain't healed from the major trauma that even happened to her but she keep getting traumatized by this crazy crazy man and she's going through this thing And she was only 19. She was a baby when she went into it. So she didn't even know who she was going into it. And she can't even find herself because she's too busy fighting this manipulative demon who is her husband. (laughs) Like, that in itself is wild. It is levels to manipulation. So what I want to say is, make sure you... And you know, it's out here a lot these days, but make sure you're well educated on what manipulation looks like, on what gaslighting looks like, on what narcissism looks like and practicality. Like look at like articles from places like Psych Central, Psychology Today, because these are people who actually speak on mental health, have mental health professionals write these articles. These are doctors writing these articles. It's important To understand this stuff because you want to be able to to identify when you are being manipulated or when you're dating someone who's trying to manipulate you to avoid going through it like she went through it. Because the sooner you can cut it off, the better. Because you don't want to end up in a marriage with a manipulator or a narcissist. Like it's going to break you down you're going to have to rebuild yourself longer than you would in a normal relationship. I'm speaking firsthand. Cause again, thankfully when I was with my narcissist, he wasn't as bad as Derek. I also didn't give as much as Danae gave. I didn't have kids with this man. I didn't walk down the aisle with this man. I felt he cheated on me. He did. I found out he did cheat on me, but that wasn't confirmed until after we had broken up. I didn't want to look for it because I knew I wasn't strong enough to leave anyway, so I was just gonna let that man cheat in peace. But it's like, I didn't know enough. And he wasn't doing the craziness that dude was doing to her. So I feel like I was able to recover a little bit quicker. But when you are, it's levels to manipulations. When you are manipulated as much as she is, it's gonna take a minute to come out of that. And I'm praying for that woman's healing because she got a long way to go. Although like she's better, and I don't think she's crazy or anything is wrong with her. I can still tell them like her, her language and her speech that she's only at the beginning of her unpacking. Like, I think the hardest part about unpacking being in a relationship with a manipulator is realizing how much you actually were tricked. Like, that moment when you sit and you think about, like, dang... I really did that, and that man really tricked me to do this. Like, he made it, he made me feel like it was my idea, but it wasn't my idea. (laughs) This man done tricked me. This manipulator done messed me up. He done manipulated me. Wow. So, when you really sit with yourself, (laughs) and have to forgive yourself for all the ways you allowed this individual to manipulate you and you were a willing participant at the point that's the hard part you're just like wow you was big dumb wasn't you you was big stupid self self yeah you was dumb then huh yeah but I'm making a joke saying you're dumb you're not dumb it's just When you unfortunately date someone who's good at manipulation, they can make you feel like it makes sense to do the things they're asking you to do. Like, seriously, it'll be the wildest thing. Like, you'll look outside and be like, I know the sky is blue. And they'll look you dead in your eyes and be like, no, it's not. It's green. And you'd be like, no, but it's blue. And then they'll say something crazy to manipulate you into believing that it's Green, and then you start questioning yourself, like, dang, maybe this guy is green, and maybe I've been wrong my entire life. So, don't feel bad, don't call yourself dumb or stupid. I just know it's like really hard coming out of that once you've dated this manipulator like crazy. Side note my dog is over here snoring like he works the graveyard shift. So, if you hear snoring that sounds like a human, it's him. Like, bruh, you ain't worked the day of your life. Why is you over there snoring like you worked the graveyard shift? I'm about to throw something to wake him up. But anyway, so yeah, definitely have to touch on the manipulation. Um, on top of that, I just I was listening to, I try not to watch any reviews of this podcast. I mean, any podcast reviews on the Dania Jackson interview because I don't like to hear other people's opinion before I've given mine because I don't want to like steal their points. But I was watching Kev on stage and Angel's podcast, Here's the Thing. And they talked about on the bonus episode, the um they talked about the interview. And Kev made an excellent point. And I want to make this point because I feel like as Christians, we got to do better, do a better job at this. Kevin was talking about how she, her upbringing in religion, right? Because it's, I feel like it's two types of Christians. There are Christians who have religion and there are Christians who have relationships, meaning a relationship, meaning there's a Christian who they were brought up on the Old Testament, thou shalt not X, Y, and Z. And they feel judged. They feel like they have to work for their salvation. They feel like they have to please God at every moment. And if they fall short, then they go into hell. That's religion. But relationship with God is the other Christian, the Christian that understands the doctrine of faith, the New Testament, which is faith. When Jesus died on the cross, he died on a cross so that we can have grace Okay, we can have grace and our sins can be forgiven if we confess them. If we confess with our mouths and believe in our hearts that we have been saved and that Jesus is the Savior, then we can go to heaven. We are in relationship with God. Those are the two different ones, religion and relationship. I believe Dania is still struggling to understand that she has a relationship with God and it's not just about religion. I say that because... Kev made a great point. He said that she kept saying things like, my marriage was under attack. The enemy was coming for my marriage. And she was saying that to explain why Derek Jackson was cheating on her. No, baby, yeah, you might be under attack, but there's also a husband that has no relationship with God, obviously because he's just out here running around and if he do have a relationship with god he done completely god and gave him over to his sin, honey because he ain't praying about it at all he ain't trying to rebuke nothing he is out here doing everything his flesh is telling him to do but instead of just being practical and saying my husband is cheating on me i should probably leave or i should probably like confront this issue she keeps saying i'm going to god And let me rebuke and let me fight in the spirit. Now, don't get me wrong. Yes, I do believe spiritual warfare shows up in a lot of different ways. Spiritual warfare can come against your marriage. And it can come in the form of like temptation, X, Y, Z. But at the same time, spiritual warfare is the enemy tempting you. It's not you choosing to fall into the temptation and sin, okay? Her husband was not only being tempted, that man was feeding into the temptation. (laughs) He was going full-blown sinning, okay? And so I feel like her language around that was just, I don't know, I think she probably grew up, I do know she grew up in like Pentecostal type, you know, uh, what do you call it? Purity culture where, you know, they probably wear the long skirts and it, it's just very, very religious. And I feel like when you have this religious wall up, it's hard for you to see practicality. The practicality is your husband was cheating on you. That's just period. Like your husband cheating on you. We can get to the root of the spiritual on his side because it has nothing to do with your side, because he's the one that's choosing his cheat. But I feel like if she were to release this, I don't know what you even call it, this this religious view that she was raised in, and to really like grasp the concept of like the relationship with God and understanding like how this thing really works, she would have a better understanding that listen, yes, your family may be under attack, but honestly, you just have a trash husband. Your husband's really just trash. Like Derek Jackson is just garbage. Like I just want her to understand the, how spiritual warfare like truly looks. And it's not your husband cheating on you every single day. He, He decides to cheat every day. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Derrick Jackson was cheating on his wife, and it's really sad. It's really, really sad. And I think the cheating wasn't even the worst part. I think. I think him. I think him continuing to lie to her, to her face, play her, in her face constantly, knowing that. He wasn't giving his all to that marriage. It was, I don't even know why he got married. I think that's my question. Like, if I were to interview Derrick Jackson, my first question would be, Why did you even get married? Like, what was the reason? Because I can't, love don't look like that to me. There's no way you love that woman. Like, what was the reason? Did you just, because the crazy thing is, you didn't use your marriage to build your platform because we didn't even know you were married until we found out you cheated on your wife. And then I'm like, what wife? When you get a wife? Why you never talk about your wife? What? So I think that's just like my main question, but I don't know. But going back to the Nay, I just feel like we have to stop over. We have to stop being over religious about practical everyday things. Like some stuff ain't about a tag. It's just about a person making a choice. Like some stuff is just like, it's just that simple. Like, not everything bad that happens to you is the enemy attacking you. It's just sometimes some bad thing just happen. Like, some, life just be life, and we have to understand that. Literally, the Bible says you will have troubles. Like, it says that. So, I think a part of her being so overly religious is probably why she fought so hard. I think that's probably why she fought so hard and then see a spade as a spade. Like instead she saw it as like, oh, this is an attack. If I pray hard enough, then I can change him. And that's another thing. We got to stop thinking we can change these people through prayer. Yes, God can change anybody if they want to. <laughs> like that part, I feel like it's easier to have change. Like if that person is receptive, if that person has a relationship. Now you can't be an accessory. You know what I mean? You can't intercede with people, for sure. You can pray for others. I know people's prayers for me when I wasn't um, receiving or any type of Christian <laughs> helped me become one. But what I'm saying is, like, you can't force it, if that makes sense. Like, I hope I'm making sense when I say that. Like, you can't force that. Like, God is going to work in his own time. And sometimes it's just not God's will. Like... I want to know, was she praying for herself and praying for wisdom as hard as she was praying for this God to save her marriage? Because I feel like if she was praying for wisdom, guys would have been like, hey, you need to leave. I don't know. That's just my opinion. Like this, (laughs) that's just my opinion. I don't know. So I don't want y'all like saying, oh, you don't know what God, I don't know. (laughs) Like, I really don't know. But I just wish she would have prayed harder for herself in that marriage instead of trying to pray that you know, God saved the marriage. But I feel like she, she didn't have a voice for so long because she was to herself. Um, she didn't even confront him when they weren't married about his cheating. So her voice, like she was refusing to speak up, but a lot of that has to do with the trauma and her low view of herself. So it was just, it was just a whole, whole lot. But the last thing I would say is just, Give yourself grace. Give yourself grace when you're going through these situations. And I would say, give other people grace too. Like you have to extend grace. Cause I know there were times when I was stupid and people gave me grace. <laughs> like it was times when I was like in situations that I knew I shouldn't have been in. And I know I was foolish for even going into the situation. But instead of judging me, my friends just walked beside me, you know, ask what I needed. And then eventually, eventually, like, when I asked them for advice, they, you know, were still graceful with how they said it. But in a nutshell, they were like, yeah, you should have been in that anyway. And just me giving myself grace through those situations. But let's not be so quick to judge people. Like, let's give them grace. And even now, I have friends where I see certain things about, like, what they're doing that I may not think is such a good idea. But I'm going to mind my business. And if they need me, I'm going to be over here. (laughs) <laughs> like, um, you know, I'm just giving grace because, hey, it could be me tomorrow. I could be, you know, fall into a situation. You never know. You never know. You know, you could be wise as Solomon and still fall into some situations that you like. Now, you know better. You know what I mean? Because we all have weak moments. So, yeah, I think that's all I got on this. Um, But, yeah, y'all can uh, comment on what your thoughts were. Because, yeah, it was an intense interview It was very intense, my heart goes out to her I pray, love and success and, and just wholeness in her future And, yeah And Derek, come on, bro. Like, I pray for Jesus, I pray for deliverance For him, too, cause he That is just horrible, what he did to that woman But, alright, y'all, till next time, bye
0: Everybody in your crew identifies As either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets Or McCrispy Sandwich